every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On, brought to you today by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group. But before we do that, Gordon, uh, we've got another golfer to give away. Time for the You Went to Golf you, uh, you Went to Golf Open Championship giveaway. Uh, be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE, and we're going to assign you a player. If that player wins this week's Open Championship, you'll receive the same brand putter that is in that player's bag. Brought to you by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golf since 1971. 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE. Who did we give away uh, in the last hour? Uh, Austin, do you remember? Yeah, Brooks Kepka. Really? Wow. Right. right while you guys were talking about him with uh, uh, BT. Hey, that's a, that's a good golfer to have. All right, we're handing out another one. Caller 12 right now. Eight five five three four zero zone. Wonder if you could have any putter. You mentioned a very expensive putter yesterday, but if you could have any putter in your bag that you don't have in there now, Jake, what would it be? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not going in, no matter it, what. It doesn't matter. I am not a good putter, and and I actually kind of snicker at uh, people who think they improve as as a putting based on the price of their putter. I don't think an expensive putter would make the slightest. Bit I don't of difference. think people buy putters because they're expensive. They buy a putter that feels good as they're striking the ball. It just happens to always be the expensive putter. Strange. <laughs> yeah, I know people that have like seven putters. You know, I mean, they just they have this fascination. Not but. to dwell on this, but I mean, you could make an argument that like technology uh, in a driver will make an impact for you or in irons or those sorts of things where you're swinging hitting the ball. Putting, you're just tapping it toward a hole. Yeah, it's the mental I side mean, of yeah. it though. It's whatever you but feel But that doesn't confident. matter what brand putter you own if yeah, it's it the mental side. Stop it. No, it does not. <laughs> if, if, if you think it's helping you putt better, then it's probably helping you putt better. When it's not. Yeah. Well, mental side of the game, Jake. Man, I... Do you have an old putter or do you have a new putter? Do you have one that... uh, What's your putter look like? It's a putter. Is it... Well, I mean, is it... What's it look like? It's uh, it's on the end of a shaft. (laughs) It's got a flat front. Okay. It's used to putt. Okay. So it doesn't really matter to you. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, – uh, but, hey, whoever wins, I'm sure we'll have a really nice putter. Yeah. And uh, uh, then Spencer. our listener will have a really nice putter. <laughs> and that's what counts. Let's start off with uh, DJ and PK going through what-ifs in local sports. What if Malone doesn't get the ball stolen in game six? That's a, that's an awesome what if. He turns, hits that patented fadeaway jumper. They go up three. Jordan goes down, goes down sticks a three. It goes to overtime, and the Bulls win in OT. Or well, and they still had game seven, too. Yeah, sure. Or they score on that possession, and the Bulls don't, and the Jazz win game seven, and pandemonium. Okay. if you In the what if category, that goes there, too. But I, do we need we need more solid proof on what ifs? What do you mean? Well, those are, you're, you're sort of dreaming a little bit. 
Well, there's a mix. Uh, the what ifs. Uh, I mean, they're all dreams. I mean, uh, it didn't happen. But see, but we need more solid than that because I got one. I firmly, firmly believe. <laughs> You don't need to dream. You know this would have happened. I do. That if the Cougs had Brandon Davies, oh, they go to the here. Final Four. Yeah, it's it's here. Mm-hmm. What if Brandon Davies doesn't uh, get in trouble with the honor code? Yeah, I believe. And see, Dan says, BYU to the Final Four. Right. So I think that's a little more That's a closer substantial. To, a little closer to reality. The if in isn't my mind. as big. In my mind. Well, I think the thing about that is that you can go back and look at the the tournament that year, and I don't have it memorized, but I think all the games in that regional were like OT or one possession games. So it's a very small margin. Whereas here, yeah, it's just one possession to win the game for the Jazz in 98, but then there's a whole nother game. Right. So that's double what if. Right. Maybe they got, maybe they got to the Sweet 16. It, they literally could have scored and Jordan could have thrown in a three and gone to OT okay. and one. So there were multiple ifs. But that's a maybe. That's a maybe, not a what if. You just said maybe. I really, the, the team that the Cougars had that year with Jimmer as sensational as he was. And Davies is a pretty good player. I think he had a cup of coffee in the NBA with the Sixers. Uh, that I believe that they would have gone to the Final Four. Yeah. They would have beaten, who was it, uh, uh, Florida that they lost to? I was, it was in New Orleans. I was there. I saw them over in Denver. They beat, uh, they, they beat Wofford and Gonzaga. Yep. Uh, and they really, they roughed up Gonzaga pretty good. Uh, and then the next week we went down to Florida, or down to New Orleans. And, yeah, I think they would have won that game. I think they would have won the next game because I think that was the second year that Butler went to the Final Four. I think they would have I think they would have won that. Could have handled it. I think they would have gone to the Final for, yes, if not for that uh, honor code situation with Brandon Davies. Yep. I also got one for the Utes, too. What if? What's the what if for the Utes? I believe in 1997, if Alex Jensen wasn't serving a mission in England, they would have beat Kentucky. Because he would have been there to guard Mercer, and Mercer wouldn't have gone off as much as he would have. And my man, Alex, would have defended him much better than they had. And I was there, that one. That was in San Jose. I was covering the Utes then for the Watchdog. And I think that they would have gone to the Final Four. So I've got two teams going going to the final. Now, of course, they went the next year, obviously. Not coincidentally, Alex was back the next year, because that was the second year of his mission when Van Horn was a senior. Maybe they wouldn't have gone the next year, I don't know, but Alex, if you follow it out, I think Alex would have been a senior that year, so... There's no reason to think that they wouldn't have. They probably, in my mind, would have gone two for two. They would have gone back-to-back Final Fours. But I believe if Alex was playing on that U team at that time, that they would have been able to beat, finally beat Kentucky in the regional final in San Jose, and Van Horn would have gone to the Final Four. And then what the hell, they would have won the Final Four. <laughs> okay, now, now you're just loading up the what if. Yeah, well, that's what we just did with the Jazz. This, this, well, if that, this happened, you, if this happened, if this happened. Right, but you said that yours wasn't going to be like that one. I know, but I was kidding on that one. <laughs> I don't even remember. Well, the, the thing you teams. have, the thing you have going for you is well, that was your Kansas, uh, Kentucky lost to Arizona, and uh, I don't remember that in overtime. So I don't know what to tell you. That's that's where you come in. I don't remember that stuff. There's no need for. So that, if you can beat Kentucky, matter. and if Kentucky was going to be in overtime in the title game, mm-hmm. I mean matchups and all that stuff matter. I'm looking at it now. Kentucky beat. Minnesota and Arizona beat North Carolina. Yeah. Kentucky beat Minnesota by nine, and then Arizona beat Kentucky in OT. I think they would have champs. Yeah, if he would have uh, not right. gone on the mission. Now, are you ready for a what if for both the Utes and the Cougars? This one comes in from Calvin. What if Kyle Whittingham took the BYU job instead of the Utah job? No Bronco. I mean, that really rewrites history for both schools. Puts it the does, 2008 man. Sugar Bowl season. That changes all of that. See, I don't think that that was going to happen. What that he was going to take the BYU. Job. Now you're saying, well, he accepted, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know all that. But all I can tell you, 
without going into too much detail, even though it's long since passed, but I still like to maintain some semblance of confidentiality, is around 8 o'clock that night. There was a lot of wavering, and I believe his heart was set on Utah, and he just needed to figure that out in his time. Now, he, he, he should have known for months that he was going to get the job. In fact, I know somebody. I know that somebody very, very well. I look at that person in the mirror every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that person in October literally told him, you will be offered the BYU job. Two months before it was offered, he was told, you will be offered the BYU job. That will happen. So he had a lot of time to process that. Now, whether he believed that or not, I don't know. But he was told by someone very close to me that he will be offered. <laughs> by someone very close to me. <laughs> Yes. I think it was the morning after, uh, I think it was the morning after the Vegas loss in which they threw the ball 4,000 times and ran it seven times and gained, <laughs> and gained 300 yards on the ground. Uh, if, I, if memory serves, that was a Friday night game. And then the following morning, Kyle was told, that is it, man. You will be offered. You're the number one candidate because Andy Reid isn't coming. <laughs> <laughs> what if Andy Reid? <laughs> and then the Philadelphia Inquirer ran a story about Andy Reid and the BYU job. And they quoted, they had a bunch of anonymous quotes in there saying, this is not a church calling. They will not extend the church calling to him. This will be a job. And because that's the way it's going to be. And that source was me. And I'm working for the watchdog <laughs> at the time because I'm sitting in a, 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 in a hotel in Fort Collins, Colorado. And they're interviewing me as I'm just sitting in the, in the hotel room on the phone. And they run this story. And I'm working for the watchdog. I'm employed by the watchdog. And the D News picks it up and <laughs> runs a, it. You're anonymously quoted <laughs> in the Deseret News. Yes. It is Oops. <laughs> oh, well. What ifs? In local sports, Gordon. Any good ones come to mind for you? I think those guys hit the good ones. I'm trying to think of any others. How about, um, how about this one? Because uh, I, was, I was thinking this this is a little bit more subtle. But what if BYU had gotten into the Pac-12 at the same time Utah Yeah, did? that's a good one. I mean, I know Ute fans love uh, uh, rubbing it in BYU's face that they're not in the Pac-12, but the the rivalry would be... Amazing. Yeah, that would be terrific. And we would still have the conference conference race to really get yeah. into uh, with those two. I mean, I know it's been a long time ago now, but you know, it, it the the conference race is a huge, huge deal in in this market because it was Utah and BYU at times. You know, going head to head for that crown made it a lot of fun. Or what if BYU had if uh, Governor Richards uh, hadn't stepped in to. Uh, to make him take Baylor in the yeah, Big Twelve, in the Big Twelve, that uh, that supposedly is the way that story went. How about this? What if the Jazz hadn't traded the draft pick that became Magic Johnson for the Lakers? Nah. What if Magic had come here instead? Well, he wasn't that good anyway, so probably would be less. Go famous. ahead, Austin. I'm waiting for it. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. L-A-K-E-R-S. I love L-A. What was the story with the Jazz and Dominique Wilkins? Because they drafted or they sold the pick that drafted him to? For a million dollars or something like that. Is that what that story is? Did they... They traded Magics for players, though, right? Or did they sell that one to... Goodrich or something? I I, I don't know. It's been so long ago. It gets a little vague. But uh, I thought it was... 
thought it was Gail Goodrich they traded, and then that didn't work out. I could be wrong on that. Anyway, yep, they could have had magic. Want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts, for a free quote and for all your roofing needs. Call SNS Roofing. More big show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 the zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Remember to join us at the warehouse coming up on Friday, 1825 South, 300 West, right here in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind, the warehouse. Gordon, it's, uh, you know, we're famous for our weather reports. It's uh, fairly sunny down here where we are right now, but following the weather, our, our gal Alana Brophy on, uh, from Channel 4, um, it's looking ugly in the south part well, yeah, of the valley. The National, the National Weather Service is saying, uh, has issued a, a warning or whatever for thunderstorms in the southern part of the valley. And hail and all sorts of stuff. So, uh, interesting. Uh, Holy keep, hail. Keep your head down out there. Yeah. Well, we need, we need rain, but, uh, you know, I was told once that farmers like the real slow rain, the soft Consistent rain, not a hailstorm. Think we'd settle for anything at the moment? <laughs> a hailstorm? <laughs> anything. Moisture. Pay, pay no attention to the dents in your car. You'll be fine. Of course, it all comes back to the car. Just no, concerned no, just about damage, the car. Damage that can happen. People's roofs have been ruined by hailstorms. Did hail you bring storms. the Ferrari? Is that why you're so worried about it? It's parked out there by my hail-damaged Honda, isn't it? Is yours damaged? Yeah, you knew that. I bought it that way because it was $11,000 off. How bad is it? I've never Awful. Really noticed. Off. Oh, yeah. It looks, like, it looks like some kid went with a hammer every four inches. Really? Yep. And I love it. You know why? Why? Because when the little girl that, that lives with us, who's my daughter, who I love dearly, scrapes it with her bike or throws a shovel down or whatever, if some guy dings it in the parking lot, yeah. eh. Who cares? I'm with you, Austin. Gets me where I needs to be. That's all that matters. Really? Is that really the way you feel? Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't care what your car looks like at all? I care what it feels like inside it. But I don't really care what it truly looks like on the outside. You know, that's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stance to take when it comes to humans. We shouldn't care what they look like on the outside. Oh, you didn't ask me about humans. Hey? <laughs> I drove a dented up car for years. Sideswiped a, a wall. Never got it fixed. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, a story. Cares. It's like a scar. Don't you love the scars you have on your body? It just doesn't make a bit of difference to me. I wouldn't get rid of my scars if I could. They all have a story to tell. They show that I've actually lived. Gordon's, Gordon's thinking right now. <laughs> Not like just a, parked in the garage. I couldn't possibly pull up to the country club in a dented car. My <laughs> goodness, what, what would they say? 
Uh, look, you guys can have your own opinion about the way your if your car looks like a POS, then th- that's fine. You know, if, if you don't care, I I don't I I admire your lack of uh, false pride. Lack of, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Lack of false pride. Does that mean we have pride? No, you lack false pride. But the pride is false. Right. So we lack pride. No, he's saying we. It's you don't. Like saying you're not, we, you don't. You don't worry about false pride. Things that that make some people proud that really shouldn't. I'm trying to so, compliment so like, you guys. Like <laughs> empty like, pride, not false pride. Whatever. False pride means it's fake pride, right? Now, if you dent my Subaru, we got we got to talk. <laughs> So you're playing both sides of that field. Well, I lease that thing. I don't. I need that to be tip top. Uh, did you see today that uh, Kawhi Leonard had knee surgery? Yeah, I did hear something about that. Replacing uh, a, a well, what was called a knee sprain mm-hmm. in the playoffs, uh, and not a torn ACL. See this? When I read this, this is interesting because this is team's language, right? You know, where a, a partially torn ACL could be called a sprain. So they call it a sprain because they don't want to look like a team who's playing a guy with a partially torn ACL when it's the same thing. <laughs> Isn't it funny the language that they use? They're like, oh, it's just a, it's just a, a knee sprain. Trying to dress it up a little? What? That's exactly what they're doing. But there is now, now I know, you know, Skip Bayless isn't the, the person to uh, put all your faith in for accuracy. But Skip uh, said on Fox, uh, whatever it is, Fox Sports 1 today, that uh, the Clippers didn't even know he was getting surgery. Okay. That 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 Kawhi's <laughs> people. This is what Skip Bayless said. That Kawhi's people just called the team <laughs> and said, "Hey, Kawhi had surgery. You probably ought to announce that." This is part of the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. This for for an NBA team, this would be an issue, and we saw this come up with Donovan Mitchell with the jazz yeah. and his ankle mm-hmm. is that teams had a lot of control over the care that their players got mm-hmm. team doctors, team uh, uh, trainers, you know, the, the, the network from the team and now players and player empowerment is a big thing in the NBA, but players are now, taking those decisions on themselves and cutting the team out. And this really started in a weird way with, it didn't start per se, but Kawhi Leonard in his quad with San Antonio, that was the, that was the big, what started the big kind of headbutt, right? Where mm-hmm. the Spurs were like, there's nothing wrong with you. And Kawhi <laughs> Leonard's like, I've talked to about a dozen people who tell me I can barely walk. <laughs> Yeah, And then that's kind of what he leveraged into going to Toronto. And I will be curious to see how teams negotiate these types of things in the future because it is really delicate. Because you're talking about the player's health. It's happening to them. Right. And we all want control over the treatment that we receive when it comes to our health matters. And injury and those sorts of things are a part of sports. There's no getting away from this. Mm -hmm. Injuries are going to happen. So now how do teams deal with this crowded space, you know, where they used to have all the control over, you know, what was going on with players physically. And now players are saying, uh, 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 I want some, 
you know, of my people to examine me or treat me or rehab me or make these decisions with me because I don't know if these players don't think the team has their best interest at heart anymore or what? Or they trust their own people more. Or they, in Kawhi's case, is it more devious where he didn't want to play there? I, I understand. This is a, a, a manifestation of the tug of war the power struggle between teams and now players who are becoming corporations unto themselves. And when you have a corporation, when you are your value is so high, now you're going to do whatever you can to protect that corporation or that company. And uh, the team for which you play might have a different idea. So who's going to win this push and shove? Well, I, and and you said it right, Jake. This is this is really a personal personal matter in some cases, and where it is, you're talking about the livelihood of the player, not just for right this second, but for the long haul. Which is interesting when you have the overlay of Donovan's situation, because in that case, it seemed like the team was being more careful than he was, which is really kind of weird. Well, the the hard part is, and I don't know if this is happening with the Jazz and Donovan, so don't take uh-huh. what I'm, I'm about to say because I, I don't know. But the hard part is is you could see it create resentment between the player and the team because if a player is rehabbing an injury and he's going, man, I don't think I'm getting any better. I don't. This is not working for uh-huh. me. I'm going to you know go outside, and all of a sudden the outside council you know, puts in some treatment or something that really works, and all of a sudden the player – the, going, the, how come, the how trust, come my guys yeah, the trust doing is doing it right. right? Yeah, that's exactly just like the example you gave earlier. Well, I don't know whether it was a distrust, but yeah, it seemed like it was. Which this would be a hard one. This yeah. this would be a hard one because it's inevitable. You can't avoid you can't avoid treatment for a, a player, you know, significant injury or not. You I, know, I, I I'll make a prediction, Jake, and see if you uh, agree with me in this. As players have become more and more valuable, I think that we are going to see evidence of these kinds of problems more and more moving forward. I would agree with that. And I think the product now I'm not I'm not placing blame with this opinion, all right, because because this is a really difficult one, but the product will suffer. Because the priority now isn't necessarily be on the floor to win basketball games. There's all these other yeah. priorities that are yep. that are coming into play. And so it's not, you know, when the, and maybe this is me living in the 100 acre wood, but back in the day when the player and the team's whole goal was to get the player back onto the floor to win yeah. basketball games mm-hmm. in, in a responsible yet timely fashion, that was easy to kind of pull the same direction. But now, now those, that's not the priority for everybody involved. 12 or 13 years ago, I wrote a column called Boozer Inc. And that's what that column was all about. And there were evidences of it back then, but I think it's going to happen more and more. I agree. It is happening more and more. Yes, it is. And what happened with Anthony Davis and and the Pelicans, that sort of thing is going to happen more and more. Now, you may look at me and say, wait a second, you're crying for the benefit of the athletes when it comes to college sports. What about pro sports? Because I don't like it. I don't like it at the pro level. But the difference is that these guys are being remunerated at such high levels, which is what's potentially causing the problem, because now they're so valuable that they see themselves as powerful enough to to uh, conjure all kinds of – or wreak havoc or conjure change 
or, or make things different than they are, usurping the power of the teams that are paying them so much money. So it's spinning in this cycle. The, the thing is, there is a limit, though, because if the product is damaged enough, then the value of the player is not going to be as high, right? The, the player, whether they like it or not, is still play is still paid to play and win basketball right. games. Uh-huh. That's the point of the salary. So at some point, the, the Clippers, for example, just to stay with Kawhi, at some point the Clippers are going to go, you know what, you're not worth it to us because you don't play. Yeah. So we're not going to pay you yeah. the max of all maxes because you're not playing. And then and, he and says, it, okay, I'm out of here anyway. I don't want to be here. Send me, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. You know, and then that then that ruptures the Clippers' plan, what they were building, and 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 here's the thing about the coaches, as as weird as this seems, and as provincial and sort of old fashioned as it seems, these coaches in the NBA. You talk to Quinn Snyder, and I bet you talk to any coach in the NBA, and what do they preach to their team? Unselfishness, team ball. Working together for the common good. I bet every NBA coach says that over and over again. But when you have individual players who <laughs> are looking at the situation going, hey, you know, man, I'm making $200,000. I'm on a $200 million contract right now. I, I don't have to listen to you. Or I don't have to be beholden to you. Or if you look at Anthony Davis or you look at James Harden and what they did to their teams, uh, do you think that catches the attention of other players around the league saying, hey, those guys did that. I can do it too. And the hell with all y'all. The hell with the fans that are devoted to the team who cheer their hearts and guts out for you. (laughs) <laughs> the hell with the team that's been paying me all this money, who took all the risk and signed the contract with me, and and I promised to play for him for, for this team for whatever amount, you know. And and if if you if if young players are looking around the league and looking at James Harden saying, "Hey, he did it. Anthony Davis did it, and he won a championship." What kind of precedent is that setting? Well, here's the thing, and this is this is my even more cynical take of the day, I suppose, <laughs> is that I'm, I'm starting to believe more and more that all the, I love it here in the community and then I'm playing for the fans and all this stuff is just garbage. I, you know, Jake, I hate to come along with you on that, but I'm, I'm coming along with you yeah, on that to some extent. It's just garbage. And, and at very least, uh, you know, players who do feel that way about their community do not, um, uh, include necessarily the franchise in that. Here, I'll use James Harden. He he had some funny ways of helping the Houston community, and uh, I say funny because he was he he had this uh, entrepreneurship support thing for the strippers of the community or something <laughs> good like for that. Him. Anyway, so I I, good soul. I use him as as kind of a funny example. But there Everybody there are, has to make a living. I guess there are others certainly out there. But but James Harden leaves Houston, but points out I'm still going to do this stuff here in the mm-hmm. community. I still love Houston. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to play for the franchise. So when we hear that oh, I love this community, that doesn't always mean I love this franchise or will keep them in the community or even have any sort of sway over whether or not they stay in play basketball well if the jazz ever have a player 
who is going who forces a trade. Uh, it's one thing for the community to have reacted the way it did to Gordon Hayward because he was a free agent. Mm-hmm. He'd come to the point where he could do that. But if there's ever a jazz player who signs a contract and then wants to force a trade just because they think they can flex that, that that's that's a bit of a problem. Because it gets back to what we talked about between BYU and Notre Dame. You've signed that contract. I did not like what Anthony Davis did. And yet he is celebrated. He got his way. He went to L.A. He won a championship. It worked for him. Yep. And James Harden, well, it didn't work out, so, but maybe it will. Anyway, he won, and his team was, well, I don't know. Is it fair to say that Houston was decimated? Yes, absolutely. For the worst, the worst team in the league. And and the Harden one is especially offensive because he went uh, to such lengths as to fake being fat. Well, actually, not fake, but show up out of shape on purpose. <laughs> he did. He did. He showed up fat on purpose. He's like, well, this is the James Harden you're going to get, so you probably ought to trade me. See, that that that's dirty. But you can say that, but it works. Like, you and I can sit here and go, wow, that's dirty pool. I would hope I'd have more integrity than that. But what? who's laughing? James Harden not only got traded, he got traded exactly where he wanted to go. Here's the other thing about it, He ran that Rockets franchise into the ground and then left them with nothing. What did Harden say about that? What what excuse did he use for his behavior? Do you remember? I don't know if he he did. Didn't he say that the owner, he disagreed with him politically or something? Wasn't that involved in that somehow? I don't even know if he gave an explanation. He did. He said something about Fertitta, right? He said, he, I disagree with his position on this, that, and the other. I can't play for the man. I mean, that, that, that's just, I mean, uh, that, that's, 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 he, that's he baloney. Didn't, he himself didn't say that directly, but there were reports that sources close to James okay. Harden, yeah. which means his agent. So... So is this right. going is this going to happen more and more yes. around the league, and and I wonder how fans will react to it, and I wonder what it'll mean for the value of franchises, because I I I understand that that in the past or for many years the different clubs had the power and they controlled the lives of these players. They could trade them whenever they wanted to, and so so be it, you know. But if it gets to the point where the players are being able to dictate things, and it, and and it could get to the point where we don't believe what is being said, the reasons for leaving. I mean, it could be, it could be as egocentric as, hey, I I want to go play for a different franchise, and I want to make a bunch of money there. I want to I want my my name in the lights of L.A. or New York or Miami or something like that, and yet they come up with other explanations for why it's untenable where they are i, I just uh, this this we'll see uh we'll see but uh, your i don't know your cynicism is rubbing off on me Jay. <laughs> all right we'll have uh, more big show coming up next stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone This 
is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. All right, it is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's also a Wednesday, and that means one thing. It's Win Ticket Wednesday. Go ahead, Austin. It'd <laughs> be caller 12 right now. Right now. We, we don't have the sounder, so we're just going caller 12 right now. I clicked on it to play, and then I right-click delete. So. And it's gone. Yeah, all right. Well, that's all right. If you're the 12th caller right now, uh, you're going to win Beast tickets. All right. 855-340-ZONE. The Salt Lake Bees start a six-game homestand against the Las Vegas Aviators uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. No, actually, Thursday, July 23rd through July 27th. Come out and support the Bees. It's better at the ballpark. Four pack of tickets to the July 24th game, meaning you get fireworks. 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE. All good. Are you going to be able to go out to the ballpark? Uh, maybe uh, the six of us should get together and head out to the ballpark, and you uh, can grandma watch the kids one night? Well, yeah, maybe we'll figure it out. I'd love to go to a game. Yeah. I love going down to That's do But you buying us a dog at the ballpark is not paying up on our dinner bet. Yeah, that's true. Are you guys ever going to let me go ahead and pay for that? Yes. Or are you going to hold that over my no, head? No, anytime. You can't just... Anytime? Really? No, not anytime. Cause it's our the, choice. In the past, you've just gone, well, how about tonight, guys? And we can't just throw it together like that. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah, it I, took me like a month to plan just going to Tim's concert last weekend. <laughs> okay. So i got to book you out that month in advance. That'd be helpful. Uh, uh, it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball, uh, Austin. It's brought to you by Peach Window and Door. For more than 25 years, Peach Window and Door has been providing superior quality windows and doors and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255, for all your window and door needs. Is he going to talk about Vlad? Let's get to it. Let's find out. And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the Big Show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The American League won the All-Star Game 5-2 over the NL last night. Vlad Guerrero Jr. was named game MVP after going 1-for-3 with two RBI and a run scored. Otani started the game on the mound and earned the win for the AL. No rest for the weary, though. Games resume tomorrow with the Red Sox at the Yankees. A full slate on Friday. The Bees open a road series in Tacoma tomorrow on 12 Zone. Nicely done. So how about this? My buddy, Esteban, caught the final foul ball of last night's All-Star game. No. Yeah. How about that? I was I just saw it online today where he really? was holding up the ball and, yeah, caught the final foul ball of last night's All-Star game. Shout out to my guy, Esteban. Hmm. All right. Well, it was his fate. It's his uh, destiny to catch that ball. He controlled it by catching it. By being there. And By being in that seat. In that seat, And yeah, paying and, for it and, and sitting there not getting waters for his friends. Now, Gordon's going <laughs> to Gordon's gonna tell us about the time he caught a foul ball from Willie Mays or something. But I've never <laughs> I've never caught a foul ball in all my years going to baseball games. Really? Yeah, not once. Have you, Gordon? I don't think I have. I never caught a foul ball, but uh, I told you the other day off air about Pedro Martinez playing catch with me at Angel Stadium. That's pretty rad. And then he let me keep the ball. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's I cool. was in right field for batting practice. He was out there warming up and just kept throwing the ball up to me and back and forth. And What did you do with it? It's in a box somewhere in my basement. <laughs> so it's really uh, near and dear to your in heart. In fact, I think Harper played with it the other day. I got to check into that. It's not signed or anything. It's just a ball. Yeah. That has a very Sandlot feel to it, though, right? You know? It does. <laughs> yeah. 
Who is Baby Ruth? <laughs> Baby Ruthie. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there you go. 20 seconds of baseball. How about that? More Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Mark Medina, USA Today, NBA Insider. What type of contract do you think Mike Conley is going to demand? I think that he can command maybe at the 15, 20 million, but there's also concerns about his injuries here. Now, all that being said, I don't think they really have any other choice but to resign him. I know that the Jazz are over the luxury tax and all that, but let's just call a spade a spade. The reality is if he doesn't come back, like they don't all of a sudden have a vacancy that they can fill to the same equivalent because they're over the tax. They only have the mid-level. And so I think it's in their interest because they have Conley's bird rights to just re-sign him. It's almost a no-brainer that they should retain him and sign him for whatever they can. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. Jake has been fun. Has it? <laughs> oh, it's been. It's been. It's been something. No, it's been fun. I thought we had a good show today. Felt like we were in the groove. You were wrong about a lot of stuff, but that's not. I mean, <laughs> Nothing new there. Nothing new. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Back to life. Oh, man. What you got cracking tonight, Gordon? You doing anything fun? You going to go home and finally uh, kick the sons-in-law out of your spot on the couch? I don't know what I'm going to do tonight because last night, uh, and you've had this experience before, where Naz goes off with her friends or has something else planned, and so you go home and you're kind of uh, by yourself with the kids or whatever. Last night, my wife went out with some friends, and I just stayed at home by myself. The difference was I didn't have a three-year-old and a two-and-a-half-month-old to take care of. Yeah, I don't know what being by myself is like anymore. Would that that sounds pretty good to you. <laughs> it sounds great, actually. Honey, sounds why don't you go wonderful. out with your friends tonight? It'll be good. Oh, man. Well, you know, tonight's bath night, so I got that to look forward to when I get home. Oh, that's so. fun. Man, you're building memories. That's what I keep telling you. You're at that stage of life where it seems like a lot is being asked of you, but... Man, I'm telling you, Jake, hold on to that what you're doing right now because it won't always be that way. And then you'll look back fondly on it. That doesn't mean I have to enjoy it while I'm going <laughs> through it. Making memories and having fun are not necessarily, uh, they don't always go together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm going to go home and, and spend a little time with the people I care about, and I hope Yourself. you do too. <laughs> no, that was last night. This is tonight. All right, buddy. Well, you enjoy it. I will. Awesome. What do you got cooking? I'm going to bed. <laughs> Look at you guys. It's a, I don't know if you could hear it in my voice today, but I'm tired. Uh, you got that You got that, that cold going I got on. that summer cold. Yeah. So well, I'm about to start sounding like this. Is that your sexy voice? No, it's not That's that. Your, yeah. It's my Gordon voice. Take, my- take us out. Austin, with your sexiest voice. I won't take us out. That's Jake's gig. But yeah, you could do it. I I'll mean, tell you, you know, coming up tomorrow on a, a Thursday edition. Is it Thursday tomorrow? It's tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday edition. Uh, we'll uh, preview the movie zone and not much else. 
by the way, yesterday Austin Gordon showed up with a, a shirt with some uh, that was from some like uh, I don't know a banana stand from Orange County, and I thought, you know what? It's lucky uh, Gordon's lucky that we were on remote yesterday and didn't see that shirt. What were you wearing? No, you. You were wearing your Orange County shirt. That was in Orange County? Banana stand? What, what are you talking about? It there's was. always money that, in the banana There's stand. always money in the banana stand, but it was. It was some Orange County no, joint. No, it, uh, it was Yeah, it was. It was I, I think those establishments are in more places than just Orange and County. And I just, I could hear Austin, you know, oh, so Balboa Island. And, uh, oh, well, you're good at it. Well, you did, you did that to Bowler last night. You're like, well, you know what you got to do, Bowler? Get yourself down to Disneyland where they have this thing called a dipped ice cream cone. <laughs> it's like, then- Disneyland? You get 10 for the price of half of one at Disneyland down at your corner Dairy Queen. Does Dairy Queen have that? Yes. Everywhere. The Everywhere gas station dips your cone now. They do? Yes. They dip your soft serve cone? If you'd like it. Wow. I, I can get that anywhere? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. You thought it's hardly the Blarney Stone. Where's the other place you used to tell me, Austin? There's some other place. Arctic Circle Arctic does Arctic it. Circle. You thought Disneyland had a corner on the dipped ice cream cone market? You need to get out more. For sixty three fifty a pop. <laughs> oh, it sure tasted good down there. I don't know. Uh, Everything tastes better in L.A. Yeah, nailed it. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.